You're listening to the Clon Bikecast, your one-stop podcast for all things Clonakilty Bicycle Festival and beyond. At this year's festival, we held a Zoom forum talking to the founders of the Galway, Limerick, Dublin and Skibbereen cycle school buses, getting information on ideas about how to start our own cycle school bus. Here's an edited version of the discussion, led by Alison Roberts. My name is Alison Roberts, this is Justin Grant, so we're Clonic Guilty Bicycle Festival, or the organisers, and to, to, to my left is Connor Cahill. Connor, if you raise your hand, Connor is doing the, helping with the tech, so he's set up from Study, helping with the Zoom tech, um, and we have a panel here, um, and I'll just ask you maybe to raise your hand for the minute just to say hello. So we have Alan Curran from the Galway Cycle Bus is here, and we've got Connor Buckley and Anne Cronin from the Limerick Cycle Bus and Ruth Bullock and Katie Mann from Skibbereen Cycle Sense, and they, they're doing the Skibbereen Cycle Bus. Um, so basically the format is we're gonna do, everyone's gonna do a little introduction. And then um, Alan is gonna give us a background. Alan's done the first cycle bus in Ireland and they're gonna give us a background uh, kind of a bit of background what is a cycle bus I was telling everyone this is actually going to be recorded and used as a podcast later so we're going to see if we can get a good overview what are cycle buses um, and get all the answers questions the, the kind of questions answered to anyone who's starting up a cycle bus so we want to get one going here but this is information that can be shared by you guys with other parents or other teachers in schools who want to get into cycle buses um, so I'm delighted to be having this conversation and I really believe that cycle buses can totally transform our towns and cities. I'd love to get one. We'd love to get one going in Clonakilty, but we don't actually have a kid that goes to school. So we're not connected to that whole realm. Um, I know one thing I know is that we need to gather a group of parents to spread the word, but we also probably need insurance and a bunch of other red tape sorted out to get the ball rolling. So this panel is... Um, Discussion is to be made into the podcast guide, something we can share far and wide with parents and interested community groups to answer the big cycle bus questions. The format will be introductions and then digging deeper and open questions. So the last half hour will be open questions, which my co-host Justin will moderate. So you can either ask questions while we're talking in the chat box, or when it comes time, we'll just do like a little hand up and Justin will call on us to for your questions. So looks like we got a good, great gang already. So maybe, what do you think, Alan? Do you want to give us a little background? I know you have a video to share as well. About yeah, what yeah. is a cycle bus? Cool. Uh, thanks so much for inviting me on. First of all, uh, it's great to be here, and uh, it's great to follow all the all the great news that's happening in your festival at the moment. Um, so yeah, the cycle bus. I suppose from our own perspective, we started in September 2018, so nearly two years ago at this stage, and it kind of cycle. It started just with a simple, basic question: just how do I get my kid to school? I had a four-year-old at the time. And I didn't want to buy a car, so and it was kind of too far to walk. So I had a look at kind of what they were, what they were doing in continental Europe, where a lot of teachers were cycling kids to school on these little cycle bus things. And so I just thought about it a little bit, and I spoke to the Go Cycle campaign, uh, subsequently joined them, and we got a team of us together, um, and we started putting the bones on Ireland's first um, daily cycle bus. Um, so what I'm going to do, I'm going to show you a little video just for about two minutes um, that we made, I'd say, this time last year. And it'll kind of give you a pretty good idea of how the cycle bus works. So what we do is we start off at uh, one end of our community, if not in a car, 
And the whole concept of a cycle bus is that it is as regular and as consistent as a normal bus would be. Um, we have a minimum of four parents or marshals who come along with us every morning. Generally, it's about five or six, depending on the day. And what we do is we cycle along a set route um, every morning, picking up kids and parents along the way. So our timetable, which I'll show in a few minutes, um, has us essentially stopping at all the main estates, all the main roundabouts, every couple of minutes. And we just cycle on a convoy all the way to school. Um, our marshals, what we do is we put a lot of planning into this before we kicked off. So what we have is we have someone um, at the front, someone at the back, uh, someone on the side who's kind of our, our support marshal. And then most importantly, we've, we've someone at the front, generally two people in the front, if, if, we, um, if we have numbers to uh, help us negotiate through roundabouts, because that's the tricky area that we, that we find. Um, we do double abreast. We have a little, as you can see, a little cycle lane there on the Western Distributor Road, but it's just not good enough. I mean, it's, look, I don't need to, to tell you this. It's not safe for a kid to cycle on, so that's why we're there. We do cycle, cycle double abreast as well. Um, and we, as you can see, the numbers kind of grow every, you know, as we're going along. Um, so this is kind of an example of, of how we go through roundabouts. We do stop traffic, though we're not technically allowed to stop traffic. What we do is we, we protect the children that are on the cycle bus. And it takes us about, I'd say, 15 minutes to get to school. We go to two schools. We go to this one that I'm going to show you here, which is Notnacar or Gaelskilvagauli, and we go to Notnacar National School. And we, we pretty much split uh, split the cycle bus. They're very close to each other. They're only two, three hundred meters as the crow flies um, away from each other. Um, on average, we cycle about sixteen students into school every morning. Um, our lowest number is one or two in the winter when weather's pretty bad, um, and our highest has been about fifty or sixty um, students when we do these um, what we call family days. Um, I'm just going to stop this now for a second as well. Um, what I want to show you now is I just want to show you, I might have to stop, sh stop sharing here for a second because I just want to show you another screen. I'll, I'll bring it back on now in a second. Um, I just want to show you our, our, our map just to give you even a better idea of this. Hear it again. Um, so what's really important for us, as I said, is consistency, is the parents know that they can trust us. Um, we go every single morning. There was a lot of discussion about whether we should only go during the summer or maybe every Friday. Uh, but we said we go every single morning. Um, it doesn't matter if it's raining. It doesn't matter how bad it is. The only times we've ever stopped the cycle bus, if if we get a weather warning, so if it's an orange or red weather warning, or if there's snow or ice on the ground. Um, but if it's raining, we go. And the only people that rain bothers is the parents. It doesn't bother the kids at all. They throw on the wellies, they throw on the wet gear, and we have as much fun in the in the rain as we do on the sun. Um, and the traffic's way worse, obviously, when it's when it's uh, when it's raining. So um, it's actually more beneficial nearly when it's wet. So as you can see, this is our this is our um, our route that we put together, and we distributed this throughout our whole community. We got it printed out. We uh, spoke to a couple of bike shops at the early stages, got a bit of sponsorship, and we printed out about two or three hundred of these, gave them into both schools, and distributed distributed them around coffee shops and local shops. Um, and so on. I want to show you one more thing as well. So I'm just going to stop sharing here again. And I just want to show you one more thing and then I will stop. Uh, so the last thing we did was we, about a year ago, we decided to, because we were learning a huge amount of, 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 of information, um, we decided to create a planning document. So we, we, we essentially wrote everything that we had learned um, 
over the over the kind of nine months that we've done this and we put it together into a planning document and the whole purpose was and it was for ourselves number one just to make sure that we were uh, we had a structure in place that we were happy that everything else that we said we'd done was being done and we wrote it down and then as it kind of went down we got a bit more ambitious and we started writing it down for other communities um uh, and schools and and and, and parents who, who might be planning something similar so um I'd advise anyone who's just maybe new to the concept, maybe go to our website. Our website, you can see it up there, is goiscyclebus.weebly.com. And just, just have a read of it. I mean, everything we've we've learned, we put on that. Um, it's about a year old now. Uh, we haven't really, because uh, obviously the year got cut short um, this year. So we haven't really updated it um, massively. We did make a major change to our route. That main road that you saw us going, going along on the video, we've actually decided to cut that route out completely and now we're going through um some estates some laneways quiet roads it, it's the same distance really it not it takes about maybe an extra three minutes um but it's the one big significant change that we've made i'll just the last thing i'll say to you is um this was kind of two two years of a three-year program we don't want to be here we don't want to exist our whole idea was we'll take this kind of direct action in the hope that the politicians and the city council might do something and improve the facilities that are there and they haven't they promised it and they planned it so we're still hoping that we'll be gone in five years <laughs> but um looks like we'll be here in september again but that's good and we'll keep going thanks alan thanks so much for that and um, do you want to go first hi everyone um yeah my name is Anne cronin and myself and connor uh buckley we set up the limerick cycling bus um about a year and a half ago now it was january january 19 we both kind of live in the same side of the city. Uh, both live in the city, and um, our kids were independently going to school, either walking or, um, you know, making their making our own way separately to school, scooting, walking. I was never really confident enough to cycle on the road with the kids on my own, um, and so I suppose Connor had shown me what they were doing in Galway, and it was just—I mean, it was just so impressive. You couldn't but be impressed by what Alan and Shane and others were doing. So we kind of decided to start it and see if there were other families from the same side of town that would be interested in it. And it kind of started from there. Um, you know, on average, we have anything from, I suppose, five, seven kids um, most days. Um, the bus runs every day, the same as Galway, bar when the weather is really, really bad in terms of frost on the, on the, on the ground of the footpath and things like that on the road. Um, yeah, we go every day that it's wet. And sometimes we've had up to 20 kids and parents on it. So we follow much the same format as Galway. We're a little bit looser in that we don't have marshals. We have parents that come with their children every day. Um, we don't have it that, I suppose, structured. And we haven't felt the need to, to put that on it yet. But um, much the same reason behind the setup of it, I guess. You know, none of us wanted to be ferrying our kids to school in these small journeys through the city every day in our cars. Um, I live in the city, I work in the city, my kids go to the school in the city and um, it was just nonsense really, you know, bringing them in a car to school every day. So that's, that's you know, why we wanted, wanted to do it. And the reaction has been amazing. I mean, it's been absolutely fantastic. Um, it's really kind of taken off here and we've really grown on the strength of what they've done in Galway. And then it's great for us to see others kind of replicate what we're doing in Limerick. And I think that's really a fantastic outcome of the cycle bus is that we're all learning from each other. And, you know, people reference us uh, now in terms of um, 
you know, I suppose inspiration for for their own setup of cyclobuses in different areas. And that's that's amazing. That and the fact that the kids want to do it every day are the two big buses, I think. Brilliant. Thanks, Anne. Let's hear from Connor Buckley in Limerick. Hey, um, so Connor from um, Limerick, Limerick School Cyclebus. So myself and Anne set, set up the cyclebus, uh, being inspired by, Alan, uh, by what Alan was doing. Yes, advocate cyclist, advocate environmentalist. The world is fecked, in case everyone doesn't know. So we need to get out of stop consuming diesel and petrol to do basic journeys under three kilometers. So that's that's kind of the reason behind it. Utility cycling all the way. So that's that's where my passion comes from around the whole thing, and that's what you're trying to instill in your children. So um, that that's my reason behind uh, getting the cycle bus going, and it just makes so much sense when it gets going. And it's been really easy. It's been surprisingly easy. It's just like let's do this. Then we're doing it. Then loads of people are doing it. You know, it's 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 so easy. It's it's you know, yes, we put in a bit of work here and there, but really, it makes so much sense when people see it; they just do it. You know, it's brilliant. Just, yeah, that's what we need more of. Thank yeah. you. Um, now, maybe Ruth from Cycle Sense. Okay, hi everybody. Um, I'm Ruth. Yes, and I suppose the conditions that we're discussing today, the congestion and the, my um, the experience at the school gates, is actually what probably motivated me in 2007 or as one of the biggest motivation factors for us for me to become move into cycle training and uh, that's when we started cycle sense and that's um and we've been cycle training since then doing uh, the, the national program and doing various events um and we're moving much more into a broader kind of support of cyclists which has finally culminated in a cycle bus, which we began work on last year. Um, I'll maybe tell you more about why we got there. Later. Brilliant. Thanks, Rhys. Um, and then finally, Katie Mann. Uh, yeah, so uh, I'm Cycle Sense with Ruth there. Uh, like Ruth says, we started in 2007. I've been cycling all my life, just everyday cycling. Cycles with my kids, they're all grown up now. And I was handed a training course that the Guardi did in in uh, West Cork here. And I was doing that on our estate with the kids. So I kind of already learned a bit of cycle training and Ruth heard about it. And with her frustrations, the cycling came to me. And that's how we got started. And, you know, we do want to make an impact on making the place safer for people to cycle. Just getting people out, whatever it takes. Like I said, hopefully we won't need the cycle buses, but now we do yeah brilliant great so we're gonna I'm, I'm just gonna ask a few of you so i've got four questions we're gonna go through before the just to dig a little bit deeper um so the first question is tell us a bit more about why you started your cycle bus so i've got connor maybe you can expand on that a bit from what yeah. Anne was saying already you know, uh, so, so uh, we live in the city centre. Our cycle bus is, is, is slightly different to Alan's one in Galway in that it's a city, city centre cycle bus. Uh, we live in a city. It's the third biggest city in the country, but it's only got a five kilometre radius. It's flat. It's a planned city with wide open streets. There's nowhere you can't get on a bike in 15 minutes in Limerick. Um, I was living right beside the school where my kids were going to school. I was living like 300 metres away from the school. I used to walk down every day. Then in December 2018, um, we moved house, so we moved over to the other side of the city. It was about a three-kilometer journey away from school. So, okay, we start cycling into school, and I'm just going to show you an image, just one image. So when you start cycling into school on your own, this is what it looks like, you know, in the city center. This is a red light. That's my eight-year-old at the time. 
at the traffic light and cars just don't see him. He's just not visible. He's not, he's not there, you know? When you start cycling with a group of people, it looks like this, where you're just a, you take up a, a significantly bigger physical space in the city. So, um, you know, there's a big change. You're putting your child out there and you're kind of going, Jesus, you know, is my ideology, is my ideas putting my children at risk? But, um, you know, what I would be doing to drive my kids into school would be driving in three kilometers, dropping them off, driving them back, or else trying to hide a car somewhere in the city that I don't have to pay for it or, you know, and I'd be <laughs> down and then trying to get into my office, you know. So really, um, it just makes absolutely no sense. And it was pretty much the month that Alan set up the, the, the cycle bus in, in Galway and we were kind of looking for the solution. Going, Will we cycle? Is it too long? Is it too short? You know, and then I came across Alan on Twitter and the cycle bus in Galway that had just started up. And um, I'd seen Anne and her husband had been cycling the kids into our school as well. And we just kind of got chatting at the gate <clears throat> and I'd, we, we discussed what they were doing in Galway. And literally the next week we were just doing it. You know, so we started kind of officially in January 19 and we ran for a year as Anne said and, and like the guys in Galway it's, it's ran pretty much every day you know we don't we, we probably miss a handful of days over the course of the year and uh, the kids are out every day they never complain there's a big group of us it gets bigger you know so loads of people it's loads of fun brought some politicians out with us for spins but it's been remarkably easy really it's something we have to do anyway it's just commuting you know it's just that we're doing it together and it's a whatsapp group we're all connected and um, you know messages bounce around if the weather's kind of sketchy are we going tomorrow are we not and apart from that we just meet at the, 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 the pre-identified stops kids chat along the way it's really great for the kids you know you, you've, you've kids in first class meet kids in sixth class and they're all chatting together going to school and they arrive into school they're wide awake and they're they're full of beans full of energy and um, but you know when you're out there on your own you're 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 vulnerable you know especially with kids so it's it's a uh, it's it's been nothing but positive it's been nothing but a good thing but you know it was either that or get into a car, and the car wasn't viable. We do this, our journey, in about 10 to 15 minutes, depending on the group that we have with us. It'll probably take 25 minutes, half an hour in a car. So, it's, yeah. uh, you know, it's, as I said, it's a no-brainer. And do you guys just serve one school? We serve one school. We, we serve two schools. Uh, there's two schools beside each other. We could potentially serve a third. And we haven't done as much as Galway have done there to grow it. Really, it's just our kids going to our school. And a few yeah. families have joined. And it's something we were talking about ramping up uh, going into the summer trying to get more people on board. Um, but we have a strong kind of group of families. There's five, six families that are pretty much always there. And then other people kind of pop along. We've had kind of, you know, ride on Fridays and different types of days where people have came out and got bigger groups. But yeah, we're, we're, we serve, there's, there's two schools really that kids go to, um, that, that kids join and, and, and continue on to. Brilliant. Thanks, Connor. I mean, in Clonakilty, I'm just assuming most of you have been here, but it's such a small town centre. What always gets me is that there's such traffic at the school gates mm -hmm. in our little local schools. So, I mean, we're planning on kind of focusing on the estates that are, it's like half a kilometre and there should be a cycle route path there, but there just isn't. Mm -hmm. And to get a gang of kids, just like what you showed about your son there, one kid on their own gets overtaken so fast by cars, but if we could get a group of parents who are interested in the town, that's, I think, the main thing, really. Um, yeah, thanks for that. Um, Alan, do you want to tell us a bit more about Galway, the Galway cycle bus, or the Galway cycle bus? Why it started, I suppose. Where did it come from? Where did yeah, well, as I said, it was just, um, it was my four-year-old um, in the estate, but it, it was a kind of a busy kind of, um, you know, suburban estate, and there was three or four other kids who were in the same estate and um, a little bit older than Nana. 
And I just spoke to those parents as well. And I said, if there was a possibility, actually, my wife said it to me. She says, well, if you're cycling in, why don't you bring them with you? And I went, I could do that, but I couldn't do it by myself. So I spoke to one or two of the parents and I said, if there was a possibility of, of, of one or two of us cycling in, would you come and would you, would you, would you think it was safe enough? Um, and that's, again, where the idea kind of came from. Um, but really, the, the, the reason it worked is we went straight to the schools. So before, it wasn't just me just saying, OK, I think I'll cycle my kid in and I'll just bring these random children with me as well. We went to the Gaelskill Galley and Atnacara National School and spoke to the teachers. And one of the teachers, I think she's here, she's probably lurking there somewhere, uh, Nyasa. Um, and she was amazing. I mean... I have to give her credit. I couldn't get around to all the classes. I couldn't sell it to the kids. I could sell it to the three or four kids in my state, but I couldn't sell it to anyone else. And again, we got we got the we got the approval of the board of management of the principals. Um, so so before we started in September, we had two months of work. I think I went into Nyasa. She can correct me on this. Probably maybe um, May or June, and we had a chat about it. And then over the summer, then um, we kind of put a plan in place. You're listening to the Clon Bike Cast. This week, with an edited recording from the Zoom panel we ran at this year's festival on starting a cycle school bus. If you want to get involved with the new cycle school bus we're starting in Clonakilty, or even start your own one in your own town, send us a note at clonakiltybicyclefestival.org. And now, on with the panel. Brilliant. I think that's kind of segues us to our next question as well about the early days. But I was, Ruth, did you cover what you wanted to say? Is there any what thing you wanted to add about your why you guys started? I didn't. I don't think well, you said you guys are skibbereen. So why why yeah. have you guys decided to start one up? Okay. Well, our journey to starting a cycle bus probably started years ago, as I mentioned. Skibbereen suffers super congestion in the mornings, and uh, we have plenty of people driving less than two kilometers being stuck in traffic to deliver children to school. Um, And um, paradoxically, this causes mayhem at the school gates, which paradoxically kind of reinforces their desire to keep driving. Anyway, so that, I suppose, is one great reason. And it applied in 2007 when we started cycle training, and it still applies now. It's taken us a long time to get to cycle bikes, but that was certainly one of the motivating factors. Over the years, we gained... I'd say confidence. And we realized we were motivating children to cycle, which was our aim. But were we really seeing evidence that more people were cycling, more children were cycling? And I suppose you only had to look at the infrastructure to realize why they weren't. So again, so that's another big why, uh, reason why we kept pursuing this idea, um, because we needed to provide a safer environment for them to get to school. Um, our, over the years, our confidence grew in taking children out of school. You know, we, as the years went by, we didn't have any kids in primary school. So that factor for us personally was changing, Um, but still we felt very strongly about it. Um, We continued to have a great relationship with the schools that we were working with. So that also gave us confidence. Um, We began to work with parents and children cycle training, and we were beginning to feel like really there was maybe time that we could make, um, grow a cycle bus. This led to a small survey that we did um, in our local schools and uh, overwhelmingly the children were hugely positive about the idea of cycling to school. So that was another uh, reason why we carried on. And maybe the last piece of the pie was made very easy for us because um, I listened to Alan talking at the Velo City and this is where I have to acknowledge him really and their work in the Galway Cycle Bus. 
because they had got it together and they had produced a document. And so this really made it super easy because I, well, I personally have quite a fear of introducing something new to uh, places because you can sometimes come across, well, maybe overexcited and a little bit eccentric. But here it was, I could calmly say, these people are doing it and this is a movement that's happening. And uh, so we just gave everybody your document and we used it and um, we uh, adjusted it to our needs. And that was really the final piece of our puzzle. And that's why we finally got it together uh, and started work on it maybe six or seven months ago. It's very new. It's still new. It only just started before the lockdown. But we will, uh, well, Katie will tell you more about how it all happened. Brilliant. Thanks, Ruth. Yeah, Katie, maybe, so we'll talk just a, a little bit about the early days. Um, Alan was telling us a bit about what was happening in Galway. So what was, I, I know you guys only did two cycles before the lockdown, did you? And yes, the numbers were something like, was it 15 on the first day and 22 on the second? We had 17 on the first day and 22 on the second day. amazing. Congratulations. And then you had the lockdown. <laughs> yeah, and then you had the lockdown. So maybe you could tell us, just give, give us a bit more on the early days. Yeah, so so we were armed with um, documents, which was great. And we had a good relationship with the schools, being cycle trainers, doing the cycle right programme in the schools anyway. And the schools know we take the kids out with the cycle right programme, so we take the kids out on the roads anyway. So I think we had their confidence. And we had a stakeholder meeting, which we went in and spoke to the principals and schools and from that we found that they'd like to all get together so we did a stakeholder meeting and the guards came because we have uh, one of the guardies this on a, a cycling guardie so they came and um, the town engineer came to see what he could do for us um, and the green schools officer and principals so we um, so that was great that was really good confidence boosting we got some funding as well from the Cork Environmental Fund, so we could get the flyers and we the southern, the local newspaper covered it a bit. So I think that helped to build people's confidence. And the way, so so I think it's different to what maybe you guys are doing in Galway and Limerick because we didn't have any kids at school. It's just something we knew we could do as a steering group and. The aim is to then, when the parents can see it, that then we'll hand it over to the parents to run it. From there, and we had flyers printed, so we did a lot from the Galway Cycle Bus documents. We did our own version of it for Skibbereen, and we had um, we had flyers which we went into the classrooms. Then spoke to all the kids, gave them all the flyers and the forms, um, and they handed that back to us. Um, so just one thing I'd like to say though this you don't need to get insurance for the bus so that's what came out of it so all the kids going to school they have their own insurance they kind of sign up for this 24-7 insurance so the the schools were quite happy for it to run on that but they did want us to be guard vetted so one of the schools took that on board and all the marshals had to be have to be guarded vetted through the um through the one school and we used to start it we used marshals that we work with when we do our events and people that we knew that that we knew 
who knows the road and knows the ropes and they can get us around. So we have a bunch of mar marshals and then we're hoping that parents will come on board and they'll see the marshals doing their thing and trained up. And we can give them a bit of training as well. So Yeah, that's it's both brilliant and daunting a task, isn't it? It's a lot of work. I mean, it is a lot of work that you guys have put in to get up and running. Um, yeah, but I think like things like this, you know, it's um, like we had Alan's document and everyone's passionate about it. So you also have a lot of help. Yeah. And you guys, were your kids in the schools that you were serving? No. Yeah. So you guys are coming at it from your kids are a bit older, are they? So they're kind of, they're... That, whereas we're now we're going to hear from Anne, where you guys are actually serving your own kids, which is maybe a, how tell us about how yeah. yours started because I think it's probably two different different options. You know, there's different ways to to start things, and I think what's what we want to find out more about too is like you know, is it something that it's great to know that there's funding there, but also is it mostly volunteer? I'm assuming most of them it's parents and volunteer chaperones, um, a lot of volunteer time. I think all the three cycle buses um, are very, not very different, but are different in terms of the the structure and um, how it runs. But I think um, what's great is that we gather confidence from each other. So we were very confident, I suppose, um, in setting up the Limerick one when we saw what they were doing in Galway. And we kept that relationship up. And the guys from Galway came down and did an open evening with us and the parents that are on the Limerick cycle bus. Um, so it was great to establish that relationship with them. And, you know, we, we can do similar with other cycle buses and other cycle, um, other towns have, have contacted us for information as well. But I guess um, we didn't have, we, we don't have any insurance. So our bus runs um, on the premise that uh, a parent accompanies um, their child on, on the bus. So I have two kids. I'm there every morning with them. Um, Connor and Roshi and his wife they have two children they're always one of those are, are, are there so we run it like that um, we didn't go to the school first um, and I suppose we haven't had the buy-in from the school um, that Alan and others might have had we're currently trying to get something simple like bike parking in the school has become a big issue for us because the more kids are cycling the, the school that most of the children go to the Educate Together School in Limerick City. It doesn't have any bike park and really bar uh, enough for five bikes. So we're currently trying to push that one through. Um, so it's really been parent-led, all volunteers, um, you know, and we have gone in and we have met with some of the teachers and met with the principal. And, um, you know, everybody's very supportive of it, but we don't have a teacher on the bus or anything like that. Um, you know, we have a very set route, much the same as the other guys. And we've, bar small little tweaks, we've kept to that route the entire time. Um, we've used, in terms of promoting it and things like that, we've really, um, I think we've cleverly used social media quite quite a bit. And we post little snippets of the, the route on that. And people really love seeing that. Um, we go through the city centre every morning. So we're on one of the main bridges. And we... Um, you know, we we're, we're quite visible. So people see the bus, they talk about it and it's become, I suppose, 
you know, it's something you don't necessarily want to associate with with kind of cycling initiatives. But it's there's a novelty factor to it. The fact that children are out and they're cycling independently to school and they're doing it on mass. And so people are interested. So local media have been very interested. The radio station has come out on the cycle bus with us. Duncan Stewart came down and did um, Echo Eye with us. So things like that promote it. And, you know, I'm a new member to the Limerick Cycling Campaign as well. And you could be plugging away for a long time on, on, on certain issues. But once you introduce the idea of kids on their bikes, it's, 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 people love that. Like, you know, it's, um, they want to support it. So it's um, back to your original question. I think all the cycle buses are a little bit different. Um, but I wouldn't, and back to the whole idea of the hard work, it's, it's hard work from the, the perspective that you do it every day. And, um, you know, sometimes you're like, oh, it's raining. And you're like, oh, Jesus. But um, once you get out there, like the kids want to get out there, the rain doesn't stop them, you know, at all. And so there isn't really a whole lot of hard work to it other than you're committed to doing this and you do it as many days as you can. Thanks, Anne. I suppose my, my, one of my things, I'm Canadian, maybe that's part of it, but my, my fear is kind of what Katie and Ruth were touching on is that you have all your boxes ticked so that somebody's not going to come in from the side and say, ah, uh-uh, you're, you know, you're doing it all wrong and basically shut you down or say, like Ruth was saying, you know, you're weirdos, basically, you can't be doing this. It's nice. This is why I was hoping this panel is brilliant to show that it is kind of, it can be normalized and it, and it can be something that anyone can get going with a group of parents. And it's very interesting that you guys, because I didn't realize that you're, there is a parent for all the kids, whereas Alan's and, and Katie and Ruth, the parents don't necessarily have to come. They might take shifts or they might alternate, which is a totally different way of doing it. And mm-hmm. I suppose that really impacts the structure that you have to have to support, you know, in terms of red tape and insurance and relationships with the school. Um, Alan, was there anything that you wanted to add it to, uh, uh, about the early days and maybe how you guys formed yeah, a um, couple of things, I suppose. Uh, one was, well, the first thing, I remember speaking to a lot of people and they said, there's too many things that can go wrong, so you shouldn't do it. You know, and that's that you'd hear that a lot saying there's too much red tape, there's too much bureaucracy, there's, there's too much insurance and guard of that. And the easiest thing to do is not to do it. But we we're, we're stubborn enough, so we just decided no, we're not gonna we're not gonna do that. And um, when it comes to insurance, yeah, we went to the schools. Kids are insured twenty four hours a day, seven days a week. So for them, cycling school, it's not an issue at all. Um, guard of vetting um, was a tricky one initially. We kind of wanted everyone to be vetted, but because we're not a formal organisation with a formal committee, um, we found it quite difficult to do it. Um, we are, we tried all sorts of different ways, go through the cycle campaign, go through the um, Goy Volunteer Centre. But it so happened that most of us are teachers and parents. Most of us are vetted through other organisations anyway. Um, there's at least, a, there's a school teacher on the cycle bus every morning anyway, so the kids kind of know, uh, know her and are comfortable around her. So it hasn't really cropped up. Um, and, and, and no kid has been ever left alone with one parent or one marshal for instance um yeah the marshalling thing and uh, we do have a uh, quite a not a not a formal structure on it um but certainly because we're bringing in kids that are not our own we we need to have our structure in place i mean we've pretty much said that kids in junior infant senior infants in first class need to be accompanied by their parents i mean yeah. i'm not taking responsibility and nor would any marshal yeah. take responsibility for five-year-old on their own that can't happen <laughs> Um, second and third year, second class and third class are the ones that just pop up, and we, we're delighted to see them. 
what we find with older kids, it is too cool for school for some of the older kids. So some of the fifth and sixth classes um, won't come with us. But what we found is, you know, they see us cycling and they just, they come along anyway, or they'll speed past us and they'll get into school. Um, and we also see a lot of kids from last year to this year who graduated, kids who were in third class last year, learned the skills, got comfortable, got responsible, and now they're cycling by themselves. And it's been wonderful to see that. It was kind of annoying at the start because we started counting them as our numbers. We're like, oh, there's four kids there that cycled by themselves. Or they are, you know, but uh, it's great to see kids taking responsibility for themselves. Brilliant. That's fabulous. Did you say, so you mentioned like they've got the skills um, where cycle sense, they are actually trained in cycle training. Do you guys, no, do you guys do any training or do you just kind of keep an eye on the kids and say, you shouldn't be on the cycle bus. You're not, you're a bit too wobbly. Is there any, we, we, we had a big discussion on that saying, should we train the kids? But to be honest, we're not a qualified organization to train the kids. We don't train them. Now we train them on awareness, you know, road awareness, road safety awareness, you know, we talk to them constantly when they're not singing and talking to themselves. Um, but we, we have to say that we're not there to train the children, you know. Um, even though we have a couple of trainers on the team, it's not something we, we do. Now, when kids are wobbly, um, obviously, if they're wobbly, they're generally in third, or, you know, junior infants or senior infants and their parents are with us. Um, and we would have a chat with the parent about them. But it's, it's amazing how quick. Um, I mean, Monina there, one of the parents, she was on there a second ago. I remember her child and another couple of junior infants kids started and they were wobbly we basically had to nearly push them up the hill but within a week they were absolutely bombing it absolutely bombing it was great and the last thing I will say just on this is the bikes is the quality of the bikes when we started doing this a lot of bikes were just stuck in sheds for months or for years and you'd find kids coming in with you know undersized bikes gearing not working braking not working um, so as much as so what we do we like if a bike needs to be if the tires need to be pumped up we'll pump them up if the brake cable's not working we'll, we'll certainly tighten them um, and near the end of the year NASA might if she wants to come in here she might say this we did bring in a Mehel Rutter um, a Galway organisation um, who came in and they they essentially ran us for three hours they serviced about 120 bikes wow. you know and some of the bikes were in bits but that's something that we're hoping to do in September we started in September and in the first week we bring the bikes in and we we service them and we're hoping we have a bit of funding that we got from the city council. Uh, we haven't drawn it down yet, but we're hoping that's what we can spend the money on, spend the money on servicing the bikes and making sure that they're all uh, road ready. Brilliant. Thank you. Um, I'm just um, seeing in the comment box here, we have Aidan King from the D12 bike bus. Uh, Is anything you wanted to add or maybe tell us a bit about how long your bike bus has been going? No, just to add strength really to Alan and Limerick and, you know, the great document which really set us up, you know, uh, as well and and the trial and error uh, effort that goes into everything, you know, the route, ensuring where you're going and the kind of organisation of getting people involved. You know, like we're a very young school, we're only like up to second class. So really it was an automatic rule that the parents had to come. So that was our strength. And um, we found that having a, a group of parents and kids at the start was the great thing because um, we, we travel a good bit. Like we, our route takes us about 35 minutes uh, of a morning, you know, to do it and, and kids with little legs that far. It was it was tough, but we did some, a lot of trial runs at the start just to see that we could and, and we carried on. So like that was, I think without the, the strength of that document and the support of the other bike buses showing that that was possible, it, it, we probably wouldn't have believed it was possible ourselves, you know? So like that was... Uh, such a great thing you know and um, we we did we have carried through a bit of training you know um cycle right run a program i'm pretty sure um it was called sprocket rocket 
and we have run that in the school and we got great involvement so we've had up to I think we've, we had the classes that are limited to 20. We had full full attendance. So we ran those just after the end of school on, on Wednesdays, right before the, the lockdown. So, you know, like we haven't taken personal responsibility for that, but we've assisted in running it and getting it into the school where we run to. So there are there are some programs. They're not, not really applicable to being on the road, but you know what? It just gives more familiar, familiarity. You know, trying to drive parents onto bikes, I've discovered, is the big thing. You know, yeah. parent cycling, <laughs> you know, and, and that's the big thing. You know, like if, if, if the kids see their parents out and at it, then obviously they're they're really going for it, you know. So and, and brilliant support in Dublin, of course, we the Dublin cycling campaign and everyone has come out. Any cycles we've done, we've gone the Liffey cycle route, we've gone in and, and Dublin cycling campaign have come and supported us on those as well. And then we might only have a few, but it, it always carries a bit of weight. So wherever you can, you know, everyone just get out and uh, as a group <laughs> and be as visible as possible whenever, you know, I find that's the most, uh, the biggest thing, you know. Yeah. Thank Brilliant. you, Alison. Yeah. Thank you. Um, I just want to ask Anne we're, um, to talk a little bit about the une- unexpected positive response. And I know you championed the that that new the new cycle route across the bridge Connor was talking about. So maybe you could tell us a bit how a bit more about that story, the big success that you guys have had through the cycle bus. Um, we actually haven't got it yet. It's due on Monday, so I um, plan to be down there uh, with my BDIs watching them. Um, but yes, that is a major um, success for all of us. Like We all worked on that, to be fair now, and I think no more so than the kids themselves. And one of the real benefits of the cycle bus for me has uh, to be the kids have become really themselves cycle activists and advocates and they very much pride themselves now and see themselves in that role. And hey. there they are um, down in City Hall. So we, because I suppose we're stuck in all things cycling between the cycle bus and the cycling campaign, um, we the cycle bus had put in a proposal on um, pedestrianisation of O'Connell Street in the city centre of Limerick. And so when we were asked then to present, we brought the kids with us. And they presented why they wanted to see more pedestrianization in the city centre. And we took them out of school and they came down and they had a few banners. And, um, you know, we've brought them to things like that. Um, And they really we brought them on um, environmental and climate change marches as well, I suppose. And because it's all so interconnected and they see themselves as cycling advocates, they see themselves as climate change advocates. and like my small lady is, you know, eight, you know, and there she is and she's marching away and there's there's younger than her as well. And I think for me, you know, that has been a major plus has been for them to have their own autonomy, their own agency. And they are basically at eight and nine and ten telling the council what they want. Um, and so they have gotten the lane on Shannon Bridge. Do you know what I mean? Um, because. They were part of it from the start. They allowed us take, you know, put their images on social media and really kind of run with it. So that's been a huge thing and probably the biggest plus. Um, the other huge plus, I suppose, is the social engagement and the social interaction and the fact that this is great for the parents as well. Like, I mean, we've all become really good friends. And um, last year for Culture Night, the cycle bus did Culture Night in mm-hmm. the city. And so about... That last picture actually was taken on Culture Night and about 40 of us planned what we were going to go see and um, we went to all of the events together and parked up and um, we have some great 
videos from that night and it kind of culminated at the end of the night where the kids, we had this kind of um, disco in the park where kids were on their bikes, uh, you know, cycling around to music in the dark and uh, the adults were chatting and stuff. So the social engagement and that aspect of it has been huge as well, you know, and um, it's just, it's like what everybody said, kids cycling, it's it's a no brainer. Like it's good for their health, their mental health, their well-being. Um, it's good for the climate, you know, climate change. And they're, they're so activated on that. Um, but they actually, and we do kind of check in with them a qu- quite a bit and they just, their day starts entirely different when they have cycled to school. And they, they tell us that, you know, that's, that's not me trying to put a gloss on it or trying to sell it. Like all of the kids, um, as Connor said, they're singing, they're messing, they're chatting, um, and their day starts better. And look at that's that's great in terms of overall well-being. That is a brilliant note to kind of wrap up. So yeah, thank you so much, everyone. And I look forward, Justin is going to edit this into a podcast. So you'll be able to share it with your friends and family and other parents who are interested in getting involved. You guys are brilliant. Thanks, Alan, for getting your cycle bus started. Thanks, Connor and Anne, for getting your cycle bus started. And thanks so much, Ruth and Kate, for getting one started next door so we can get our competition alive. <laughs> and for Aiden for coming and, and sharing about we'll the Detroit cycle bus. If you'd like to get involved with the Clonakilty cycle bus or even start your own in your own town, do reach out and get in touch with us. You can go to clonakiltybicyclefestival.org and send us a message from there. Thanks to Alan Curran from the Galway Cycle Bus, Connor Buckley and Anne Cronin from the Limerick Cycle Bus, Ruth Buller and Katie Mann from the Skibbereen Cycle Bus, and Aon King from the Dublin D12 Cycle Bus. Happy biking!